Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Oh, when I tell you that Michael Lombardi and Matt Humans had me rolling during the break as we welcome you back, it is the Lombardi Line. Hope you're having a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is my. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got the giggles now. He's Michael Lombardi at the Borgata. We needed something to cheer us up. The United yeah. States is down 2-0 to the Dutch. We gotta bounce back. We gotta get yeah, the Dutch. Dutch and their the orange crushes. As we say, here's one thing I will say, and I mean this with all legitimacy. We kiss his ass all the time, but Matt Eumann's bet prep, of course, does an amazing job. One of the sharpest minds around. He just won Betsgiving, which I think he's collecting the trophy from Bill AD after the show. But what he's put together, and I think our social team has done a great job promoting this. What he's put together with the circuit invitation, look, he's laughing. What he's put together, Michael Lombardi, let's kiss his ass a little bit, with the circuit invitational and bet prep running together, all kidding aside, in the betting space, regardless of network, to me, it's the best thing that's been done this year. Oh, no doubt. It's it, I look forward to it every week, and I, and I can't wait to see it. And I love the fact that we're eliminating guys. I mean, it's the bachelor on betting. It's so perfect, you know. And, and now, Matty, after this weekend, will, will we reduce again? Yeah, we have uh, one cup per week for eight straight weeks. So the field is 16 is uh, trimmed down to the Elite Eight for the final three weeks of the uh, Circa Friday Football Invitational. So that's how it works. One cut a week, eight straight weeks, and uh, we chop the field in half. I got to tell you, this is a it's a tough assignment to come in here for one reason. I, I, I like doing these spots with you guys, but I walk in here on about a half hour sleep, and uh, you know Patrick Maher looks like he just walked off the set of a soap opera. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Bold and the Beautiful, the Young and the Restless. Look at this guy. He's got All a makeup. Children. He's got his hair styled perfectly. Michael, this is tough, man, to, to be on camera next hey. to this guy. Huh? Oh, I know. Oh, my daughter in law is the only, my daughter in law is the only reason they watch this show is not to see me. They want to see Patrick. I mean, let's face it. I, I mean, my daughter in law could give a crap about me. Like that's it. Hey, oh. I want to I want to throw something out before we get on college. I want to talk about something that that Thomas Gable and I were talking about before the show. So I go on Russo yesterday, Maddie, and I got to pick three games, and I'm and the last game, and there's just something about the Houston Cleveland game that it's not a handicap. It's it's really a, an instinct, right? So, like, I think if, if Houston doesn't play its best game of the year tomorrow, then I think they could just destroy – they're going to rebuild the whole franchise. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it could be really humiliating for Lovey, for Nick Cesario, for everybody. So, I, I just – you know, I, I, I don't know why I did it, but at spur of the moment, I said I'm taking Houston in the seven. 
because to me it's one of those it's not a handicap it's it's a play okay yeah so then today i come in and i tell gable that story and so then i go to the money line money on our board okay the money line money on the board that i have so 72 percent of the money line is on the brownies okay makes sense right they're going to take the browns get away from the point Mm -hmm. 28 percent is on houston 99% 99% of the money on the money line is on the Texans. Yeah, and you've got to bet a lot more on the Texans if you're playing a money line, and uh, obviously that's why it's going to be a little bit lopsided. <clears throat> I tend to agree with you. I, I, I try to avoid the ugliest dogs on the card. And I don't want to bet the Texans right now, without a doubt, the worst team in the NFL. <clears throat> but no I, do have, I do have a sense that they're going to show up and play well tomorrow against Deshaun Watson. Um, do how uh, much conviction do I have in that? Not a lot, uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll neither say. do I. I took a guess, Matty. I'll be honest with you. Neither do I. Like it goes against everything I believe in, mm-hmm. but I know this: when you're one nine and one, and the stadium is going to be electrified tomorrow down there, your players will play better. Mm-hmm. There's there's motivation to play better, and if they don't play better tomorrow then I think all hell breaks loose. So yeah. I, it's a it's not a handicap. Like, there's no reason to take Houston. There's really no reason to take Cleveland and lay the seven either. It's a no play for me. It should be a no play, but I just did it. Anyway, we'll go on to college football. I wanted to bring no, that no, up. No, 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 no. Let me just say, Michael Lombardi, I think that's a whale of a play from you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it is a, a whale of a play. Yeah. He's a, he's <laughs> a, Actually, stop, stop. if a whale played it, I should go the opposite Michael, way. Stop, that's stop, the way stop, I look stop, at it. Stop, Patrick, stop, Michael, stop, Michael, stop. Lombardi, Michael Lombardi is a whale of a capper. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, a whale of a capper. I want to say, I will say this to wrap this up, is that Deshaun Watson – has not played a game in 700 days. And when I watched him in the preseason, uh, he was not sharp. He was far from it. He did not look good. And I don't think he's going to play especially well in this game tomorrow. So I think that might be one reason you would look at the Texans. Did you, Matt Eumanns, did you play anything here? USA, Netherlands. Of course, we're in the 48th minute. Netherlands up 2-0. Is that a joke? Hey, by the way, I'm looking at your picks, and I could have written this story before I even got your picks today. Of course you're on Kansas State today. Mm -hmm. Of course you're fading TCU, Matt Eumanns. Well, you know, the first time these teams met, I think it was October 20th, I was on K-State plus five in that game, and K-State led 28-10 to in the second quarter. Starting quarterback Adrian Martinez went down. Backup quarterback Will Howard went down to injury. The third stringer came in. His first pass was picked off. And that 28-10 to 10 lead uh, turned into a 38-28 to 28 loss. It was kind of a fluky situation. Now, TCU has capitalized on some spots like that this season where uh, they face backup quarterbacks. And uh, that's part of the reason this team's undefeated. K-State was going to win that game. Its top two quarterbacks went down. Things fell apart. Uh, Chris Kleiman's one of my favorite coaches. Uh, he's an under-the-radar guy nobody really talks about. Uh, so I, I do like uh, K-State in a revenge spot here today, and some of the value's been lost in that bet. I think right now you're seeing pick him at a lot of spots. DraftKings yeah. still has uh, K-State plus one, uh, but it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for chaos. I like to see a lot of people complaining and unhappy about the college football playoff system, and I think that if after USC loses last night, if TCU loses today, I know a lot of people are saying TCU deserves a playoff spot even if it loses. I'm not so sure about that. Also, I think you have to take into account the money and the TV ratings and those factors, and I'm not going to be a bit surprised if the playoff tomorrow, if TCU loses, is Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama. <laughs> you know, if that's – and I don't disagree with you. Like, I don't disagree, but if that's the way it's going to go, then what are we all playing for? Like, you know, seriously, that what, what – you know, TCU – why go to the? Why have conference champion? If, if you have a conference championship game, I know it means more money. But mm-hmm. just if you're the Big Twelve, right? Like we're going to lose a spot in the Final Four because sure. we have a conference championship game. If uh, there was yeah. no conference championship game, TCU's in. If there was no conference championship game, USC would be in. Uh, exactly. But, you know, last night that was a great night for the Pac-12. USC's loss notwithstanding. It was a great night for the Pac. We had a packed stadium and electric atmosphere in Vegas. It was awesome. And I think it was a great thing for the conference. Now, USC losing, you can argue whether or not that's a great thing for the conference. A lot of people probably happy about that because USC is going to ditch the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. Uh, but it was 
I think, a great showcase for the conference, aside from uh, USC uh, falling flat last night. But uh, you're right about that. you got a lot more to lose than you do to gain when you're talking about these conference championship games. And actually, I think surprisingly, you were you were on USC last night, Matt. Uh, I was, and uh, I was on Utah in the first matchup between those teams this year. And uh, the the problem with Lincoln Riley's teams, and I think if uh, Michael, if he if he watches a lot of film, it's it's very similar to what Lincoln Riley had at Oklahoma. Defenses that are soft. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, a team that's just generally soft at the line of scrimmage on both sides. And that's something that uh, uh, Riley's going to have to change because if uh, USC plans to have success in the Big Ten, you're going to face a lot of teams like the Utah team that was on the field last night. And uh, USC is going to have to get a lot stronger on the line of scrimmage on both sides. I, I, I don't think he's a tough coach. I think he's a lot like Kingsbury. I think he's a lot like Matt LaFleur. I think mm-hmm. he's a lot like Ryan Day. It's all scheme. Yeah. And really when you break down his scheme, Matty, it's really there's no passing game in his scheme. It's, it's trick plays, it's mm-hmm. deceptive, but it's really a single-wing run game, and the quarterback makes a lot of plays, and you can win that in the Big 12 because that's what the Big 12 was. You go in the Big 10, you go, you know, you go back into Michigan or Ohio late in the year where you got to have some toughness. Now, I don't think Ryan Day's team's very tough either, right. but I, I think ultimately this Big 10 is going to be a huge step up for USC in terms of toughness, and will he coach toughness? I don't see it. I don't see it either, and that, that's the only issue. I know a lot of people love Lincoln Riley, and uh, the turnaround with SC this season's been sensational, but it's uh, more uh, style than substance, and when you get to the Big Ten, it's not just Michigan. It's also Wisconsin. It's going to be Nebraska now with Matt Rule. Iowa, you know, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois. you got a, you got a lot of places that USC is going to struggle with if uh, the Trojans don't get tougher. Speaking of the Big Ten, you do like Purdue Big Ten championship game catching 17 against Michigan today. Okay, I'm going to throw this out there, and uh, I want to see what Michael thinks about this because when I look at LSU and I look at Purdue, I see two very similar dogs. Uh, Two teams locked into the playoffs are Georgia and Michigan. Now, winning a conference title means a lot, uh, but I'm not sure it's as great a motivating factor when you're shooting for a national championship. And Michael, I think Brian Kelly, Jeff Brom, they both have experienced quarterbacks, I think those coaches are going to empty the playbook, be aggressive, and let it fly today. And I think those types of dogs are dangerous in games like this. Yeah, especially one like with Brom can throw the ball. And in a perfect setting indoors, you know, he doesn't have to worry about weather. He doesn't have to worry about this. He's just got to make sure he can can get the ball enough, you know, that Michigan doesn't dominate the time of possession. And he's got to protect his quarterback. I I, I do think that. I I would lean towards both dogs here. I mean, Jick Jack just came on, Maddie, you know, and said that he's taking LSU outright. I don't see that. But I I agree with you. I think U.S., I think Georgia and Michigan are one and two, regardless of what happens today. Right. Well, he's got all the dogs today. He's got Kansas State. He's got Fresno State, Matt Humans. He's got LSU catching the 17 and a hook. He's got North Carolina 7 and a hook. He's got Purdue 17. So no surprise. Every time I get the text, it just says plus next to the number. Uh, you know, Matt occasionally Eumanns. I play a favorite. Occasionally. Not too often. Well, you right. laid two. What'd you lay? Two with USC last night? That, that was, was about mistake. as much as. We know. We know. Hey, I did it too. I'm not, I'm not putting you down. We know you won't touch a three. We, he doesn't go three with favorites. That's one thing Matt Humans rules. Okay, so when we come back, we'll transition to the NFL and also get Matt Eumann's take on the first 55 minutes of USA Netherlands. Well, we got a lot he's of whale capper to do. He's been on. <laughs> we got a lot of whale capper to do. <laughs> Stop it. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking. Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, Cyber Monday has been extended. I think we're going to extend this to the Major League Baseball All Star game. This keeps on going. Sign up today, become a VSIN Pro subscriber. You're going to get a daily recap of the top plays from cappers like, of course, Matt Humans, Michael Lombardi. Also, you get our tools, the betting splits. You can't can spend a day without the betting splits. Everybody knows it. Daily deep dives. You get everything. Uh, also, a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. So you can go get a t-shirt with Matt Humans on it. You can get a hat with VEASAN on it. You can get everything you want. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a pro right now. Uh, it, it's worth the money. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Uh, I'm going to get out of the way here and let you two take over with the NFL. Was there anything else to put a bow on it? Matt Humans, of course. Michael Lombardi on Patrick Maher. 2-0. Netherlands over the USA. Is there anything to put a bow on the college football today that you wanted to finish with here, uh, Matt? No. What's softer, the USC defense or the United States soccer defense? And I also yeah. want to know... In the v store, do we have a Lombardi Line t-shirt yet? Do we have a whale capper no, t-shirt? We, we what do we have? have huh? <laughs> no, we have nothing. We we haven't been able to make the grade on that. You know, we're just, we're still straddling around. <laughs> we haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> okay, we we'll get there. We're working at it. You know, we're working at it. I'm, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> See, you're getting the big guy fired up. This is, this is classic. Okay, we transition to the NFL. I actually don't, I, I like you catching that seven. There's so much going on with Cleveland and Deshaun Watson. And as you mentioned, Matt Eumanns, of course, tomorrow Deshaun Watson makes his return to Houston. He hasn't played in what did you say what 600 days? 700 700 days. The, the, I mean exactly 700 days between starts in a regular season game. I watch a lot of the preseason too and I watch Watson and he stunk in the preseason. Obviously he's had a little bit of practice time here the past few weeks but I don't expect him to hit the field and light it up. Now the Texans defense is not a full strength. Uh that's a tough thing. If you watch the Texans last week, they were down 30 to zero at halftime. And uh, it's not like Lovey Smith is the type of guy who inspires players to go out and run through a wall. So uh, that's why I'm a little bit concerned about taking the points. I didn't do it here. I think what the public's going to do in general is probably tease the Browns down to minus one. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, yeah. look, I, I think this, I, I think it, at some point as a coach, you know, you took over a program that wasn't good. You got to show some improvement, right? And so when they played the Commanders mm -hmm. at home, it was 23 to 10. They had a chance. They turned the ball over way too many times in that game. They played Tennessee at home. It's a 17-10 game. They played Philadelphia at home. It's a 29-17 game. And I just feel like if they're playing at home, I mean, they got a better chance. And you got to, you know, to me, if you don't get up for this game as an organization, then you don't like anything about your organization, and that's a telling sign on the coach. Yeah, I, I wish Stingley were on the field. He's going to be out again tomorrow for the Houston defense, but you're right. I think at home and all the emotions surrounding this uh, Watson situation in Houston, I do think the 
the Texans, if they don't play their A game tomorrow, they don't have one. Uh, they don't so, have one. Right. Okay, Matt, let's start with this. You like Mike White. You like the Jets catching three at Minnesota. I do like Mike White, and I think the uh, Jets players uh, want, want to kind of rally around him. So either you want to play for a quarterback or you don't. It's the same thing with a coach sometimes. But Mike White's a great he's a great story. It's kind of like the American underdog part two. Last week, you know, it was, it was rainy. It was cold in New York. He didn't need excuses. He completed 22 of 28 for 315 yards and three touchdowns. That Bears defense is not great. Uh, but I think this, some of the numbers indicate this Vikings defense is not either. And actually, if you look at uh, New York, the Jets are fifth in the NFL in scoring 17.8 points per game. The Vikings are 9-2, and two, but their point differential is plus 5 for the season. Uh, the Jets are 4-1 and one away from home. That one loss was that 84-yard walk-off punt return by the Patriots a couple weeks ago. So I do like the Jets here catching three. Okay, so when you break down the Jets this year, right, their two best games offensively have occurred on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've occurred – well, one – no, excuse me, one on the road at, at when they played Cleveland and Cleveland, and they scored all those points in the fourth quarter with Joe Flacco at quarterback. And then last week, their best offensive game came with Mike White against the Chicago Bears. Right. So, to me, what's, what, what's the telltale sign of that? That Zach Wilson can't make any plays. And so they've eliminated him. And I agree, Minnesota's defense has, is not very good. They, they're 31st in yards allowed, which is remarkable for a team that's been in so many close games. But they play better in the red zone. Now, I think without Darashaw at left tackle for Minnesota, I think that's a significant injury. They did a good job last week of protecting Kirk Cousins against New England, but the Jets' front's different. They're quicker, they're more athletic than New England. New England's a, more of a plotter, physical front. I think this is a hard game for Minnesota. Uh, I just think the Jets can, well, even though they don't have their running backs, I think they'll be able to have some balance, and I think Mike White's going to have a lot of easy throws in this game. I agree with you. Yeah, I really wish Brees Hall had not gone down with that injury yep. because he made that Jets offense so much better. But, you know, you, if you watch that Patriots-Vikings game on Thanksgiving night, the Patriots, I think, have five defensive penalties that uh, resulted in first resulted downs. In first downs, yep, yeah, for absolutely. the Vikings. Uh, once again, they were 0 for 3 in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. The Hunter Henry TD catch, which I still think was a touchdown, was overturned on review. And they had a 97, Vikings had a 97 yard kickoff return for a touchdown where there was a, a block in the back that was missed. Uh, so everything kind of went the Vikings' way in that game. But Matt, everything goes the Vikings' way. You know, it's like uh, I go through the numbers, and there's this category that Team Rankings has, and they call it luck. And they conglomerate a lot of the penalty favoritism. Minnesota's the number one team in the league in that category. Yep. They have been very fortunate. And they've won a lot of these games where you're saying, wait a minute, how did they win that game? Chicago, they win that game at home against Chicago, right? They go mm-hmm. down to Miami. I know Miami was playing backup quarterback, but they, they had 15 possessions. They punted 13 times. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I keep waiting for the, for the, for the ball to drop on Minnesota. And New England, I mean, they just gave the game away. New England just gave them the game. And if the Jets don't turn this thing over, I think the Jets win. Yeah, the luck factor for the Vikings is off the charts. I was uh, super – Tomlin in Pittsburgh on Monday night, they dominated Indianapolis. It was more than the seven point. Uh, I think they ended up winning by seven. Mm -hmm. You're going to turn around and bet them on a short week at Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this one. I kind of like the Steelers a little bit better when they opened as uh, road dogs in this spot because the favorites flip now. The Steelers are either pick or minus one. Uh, but I, I, if you look at the Pittsburgh defense in recent weeks, they've only struggled against elite quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. That's not going to be the issue in this game. And I have no problems fading the Falcons. They're 1-3 in their past four games. And then those three losses, they average 15 points a game as an offense. So... Uh, I, I kind of this is my fifth uh, pick of the week, and uh, Michael, I was kind of debating: do I like the Steelers or the Raiders a little bit better for the fifth pick? So I was kind of change. I was kind of bouncing back and forth between those two. Well, you know, look, I took I took the Steelers with Russo this week uh, because I felt like they actually looked effective against an Indianapolis defense, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, they moved the ball. Pickett looked comfortable. I think this Atlanta defense is. You know, I, I'm reminded of this Atlanta defense in the movie in Home Alone. You know, where where the where uh, the, the the shelves all fall down, and Kevin looks at Buff, Biff's girlfriend and says, 
Buzz, your girlfriend, Wolf. I mean, their defense is horrible. <laughs> they're hard. They're Wolf, right. you know. And I feel like they'll move the ball. And I think ultimately, I do think that 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 Pittsburgh will be able to. Pre- if Mariota has to throw the ball more than twenty times, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Bounce back for Tennessee, catching four and a half at Philly, Matt. Well, Mike Vrabel's doing a hell of a job with the Titans, as usual. Uh, he's an old-school coach. You, you run the ball, and you stop the run. And Tennessee is among the best in the league at both. Right now, the Titans, number three in the NFL in run defense. They allow 84.5 yards a game. Derrick Henry, the number two rusher in the NFL with 1,048 yards. I don't think the Eagles have played especially well here the past three weeks. It kind of looked to me like Philly peaked in the first two months, kind of plateauing right now against uh, the Commanders, the Colts, and the Packers the past few weeks. So I, I don't mind fading uh, Philly in this spot against a physical Titans team that I think is a tough matchup, so I took the four and a half. Well, I think to stop a six-back offense, you've got to be really strong inside. Your Mike linebacker's got to be able to run really well, and you've got to have two tackles that can play the inside run game because you've got to set the edge on both sides with your defense. So you've got to play defense outside in, not inside out, which mm-hmm. is typically the way teams want to play. Tennessee can do that. Tennessee matches up well against Philadelphia. They really do. They can set their defense outside in, you know, and then it can hold up inside with Simmons in there with Kevin with with David Long as the middle linebacker. You know, and I think they can run the football. Now, Jordan Davis will be back. Everybody in Philly thinks that that's going to help. I think it will too. But this Henry guy, you're going to keep pounding him. And Tannehill has played better the last couple weeks. Yeah. There's a reason this line has moved from five and a half down to four and a half. Mm-hmm. Finally, take the 10.5 with the Colts at Dallas. Yeah, a little bit of a risky play here. The situational spot favors the Cowboys. They've had a rest advantage since Thanksgiving. They're at home. Colts played Monday night uh, out on the road. Now, obviously, uh, when you look at the uh, Dallas defense, they're going to put pressure on Matt Ryan, and that's going to be a problem because he has little mobility. He has trouble escaping pressure. This line's been bet up to double digits, so I went ahead and took uh, the points here. I think the Colts can hang in this one. Before the game against the Steelers on Monday night, their defense was showing a lot of improvement. Uh, They were running the ball with Jonathan Taylor. They kind of got away from that. They opened the game by Matt Ryan throwing the ball right off the bat, which I said, what's up with this game plan? So if the Colts get back to what was uh, making them a little bit more successful before that Monday night game, I think they can hang in this against the Cowboys. By the way, Dak Prescott's not playing great right now. Nope. He's not. Yeah, Michael, I, I want to show you I, something. I want to show you something because we've got to go to break. Go ahead, throw it up. That is the oh, best seller right it. now. Look, Matt Eumann's fast food rankings in the store. So when you sign up to become a pro, you can buy that shirt and embarrass your That's friends. That's a whale of a shirt. Be the That's a whale, That's a whale of a shirt. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. I'm just pushing buttons during the break as we welcome you back 2-0, of course, <laughs> Netherlands up on the U.S. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. I tell you about it all the time. It's like a credit card. So every time you make a bet at BetMGM, you get points. You can use those points for free bets. You can use them for travel, for dining. It's a tremendous deal. It's the best loyalty program in the game. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. you got to be over 21 years or older. Pardon me. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Betting's premier loyalty service, of course, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, as we welcome you back. Kind of a deflating situation in Qatar. Of course, Michael Lombardi at the Borgata, sitting next to our partner, Thomas Gable, who runs the race in sportsbook. And I say deflating because, Thomas, there was some juice. That place was packed early, and right now it's we're packed. in the 74th. Yeah. yeah, 74th minute, Netherlands up 2-0 on the U.S., yeah, time running out here for the U.S., but uh, it's a shame because, like as you said, uh, it's every United States game, it, no matter day of the week. I mean, even their first game against Wales, Monday at a 2, 2 p.m., packed in here, just like this, uh, on Monday I at a 2, 2 p.m. So we have uh, no. What happened? Another, I'm another opportunity, you guys. Yeah, another uh, we, opportunity there for the U.S. And we just, just can't capitalize. Nope. Yeah, I mean, we're playing with a small goal. I think we better check the goal. It seems like the goal's <laughs> shrunk on us. I think, I think it's regulation, but I understand what you're saying. They cannot finish. The United States cannot finish. They've had their right. opportunities for sure today. So They certainly have. Okay, TG, going to be a busy day, uh, championship week. Of course, you got a couple of games with some big numbers. Why don't we start with those? SEC championship mm-hmm. game and Big Ten championship game. 17's right around there on both. 
Yeah, so right now, uh, Georgia is 17.5-point favorites. That's up from the opener of 16-and-a-half. Uh, and the Big Ten championship game, Michigan currently laying 16-and-a-half. That's where we opened it. Uh, total has moved up in that game from 15-and-a-half now, currently sitting at 52-and-a-half for uh, the Big Ten championship game there. But uh, to go back to the, the SEC for a second here, you know, LSU obviously. Other, oh, we have we a goal. We got a goal. We got a goal. We got a goal. Freaking go! Let's go, United yeah. States. You got plenty of time. 75th minute. Remember, you played a 90 in extra time, so got plenty of time here. A great crossing ball here. I didn't see who did it, but pops into the net, and we're in this right with the goal. So well, United now, States yeah. pulls within if one. If we tie this, what happens on a tie, Patrick? So we go to you go to two frames of 15 minutes, so extra 30 minutes, Michael. And then if we're still tied after the 30 minutes, you go to penalty kicks. Got it. So it okay. can't end in a tie, is what you're telling me. No, can't end in a tie because this is knockout no, round. But if you bet the, the draw, has to go you, can, uh, you could obviously have bet the draw here. Um, with, with 90 and for, extras. Uh, yeah. yeah, for 90 yep. and extras, yep. yep. Yep, you nailed it. Okay, well, we're in this, and we're going to be live on the air for the rest of this match, so stick with us. Netherlands 2, United States 1. Tremendous job, United States. Let's go. Thomas Gable, go ahead and finish your thoughts on those games. Yeah, I'm sorry. So uh, back to LSU, Georgia, for a second here. You know, LSU, obviously, they saw their playoff hopes kind of end last week uh, to Texas A&M, but... Um, I think you have to give them credit for just even being here against Georgia today in this game. Uh, you know, Georgia's top team in the country. Uh, they've won every game except one by uh, two, at least two scores this year. And, you know, they are the, the top power-rated team in the country for a reason. Um, I think if you're looking to play this game, I think you may have to look at Georgia first half here. Wow. U.S. with another break here. They yeah, didn't capitalize. Break, foiled, yeah. As you can hear, a tremendous atmosphere there at the Borgata in Atlantic it's City so with good. TG. It is so good right now. This well, is What makes it so good, TG, is everybody's rooting for the same everybody's team. Everybody's rooting for the same On thing. On Sundays, yes. everybody's yeah. got a different agenda. Yep. Everybody's, you know, this is what makes this so much fun is we're all rooting for the red, white, and blue. Yeah. Nationalism pride. There's a lot of pride right now with the United States. It brings everybody together. We'll keep you updated. 78th minute, two Netherlands, one USA. Plenty of time to get the equalizer in Qatar. Okay, TG, great job as we work through and navigate this situation. Matt Turner, by the way, the goalkeeper for the United States is keeping them in this match. Okay, how about TCU and Kansas State? This is a fascinating matchup coming up in just about 25 minutes. Yeah, Big 12 championship game and probably going to be a big decision here for us. Uh, probably mid-six-figure decision on this game. We're going to uh, need TCU. Uh, we, we've seen Kansas State money come in this game, open two and a half, now down to one and a half. And uh, listen, I, I understand the people betting Kansas State. I understand that uh, because, listen, the first time these two played, we actually needed TCU in that game. And I think we got lucky there with Adrian yeah, Martinez getting yeah. hurt and then the second string quarterback going out. Uh, TCU got fortunate there. And I think a lot of people are looking at that game and saying, hey, Kansas State is, is, can play right there with them. Yeah, I think that's true. And look, this is going to have, TCU's going to have to play better than they did the last time they played them. Yep. I think there's no doubt about that. And they're going to have to raise their level of play. And But the one thing TCU can do is they can throw it and they, they've got balance within their offensive structure. They're a little better on defense. So, you know, they got more time to prepare for Martinez like they did the first game. This When you change quarterbacks, it's always challenging. So... Look, I, I mean, everybody seems to be on Kansas State. There's no doubt. You're going to need TCU, yep. aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're going to need TCU to cover and uh, even win outright because, I mean, we are taking some, uh, some money line uh, play here on Kansas State. But, again, I, I think TCU's though, one of those teams that I, all year long has really just not been respected by, uh, by at least sharper players. You know, we, a lot of times they, uh, they've been bet against uh, throughout the season. So yeah. here's just another, another example of that. Million-dollar yeah, no question, TG. If TC loses today, does Alabama jump them? I, I would hate to see that, but I wouldn't put past the committee to ha for that to happen. <laughs> That's a good answer. 
<laughs> the the committee, Michael, they want Bama in this final. I mean, four. the committee's like the Warren Commission. They already have the they have the ending in mind. They're just trying to fill in all all the facts to make it sound like it looks good. You know, I mean, that's what the committee. <laughs> we should just name the committee the Warren Commission. We should, you know, and then just figure out how we want this thing to end. Yeah. It's, how did you do? Uh, I, I mean, it's it, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Obviously, with USC uh, going down last night, and uh, you know, Pac-12. Uh, on Pac-12 crime, I guess once again for yeah. that for that conference. Just yeah. uh, did you have liability <laughs> on that one? Did you have liability on that one last night? We did. We we um, we needed USC in that game, so yeah, it wasn't a good wasn't a good decision. We we took some uh, decent Utah money there. I'm taking a look at the board. We keep you updated. 81st minute. Remember, play to 90 and then extra time. So the United States still has plenty of time. Oh, They're down a goal that, against. That's going to be it. I think that's going to be it. Oh, did they, they just score? They just scored. Yep. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, nope. It's so freaking depressing. Okay. Well, well they're so wrap it I up. mean, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Look at these crosses, though, Michael. You see what I'm talking about, how surgical the yeah. Dutch are? When it looked they get like their they stopped playing there for a second. It looked like they stopped. I mean, it looked like there was a whistle or something. The United like States we thought they were offsides. The United States yeah. thought the Dutch were offsides. But you can't stop. This is the World Cup playthrough, and then we'll take care of it with the video replay. Uh, VAR. Okay, oh, wow. anyway. That is, uh, that's it. 3-1. Uh, High-scoring affair. Remember, this closed two goals, Thomas Gable. Two on the total. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, well over, so... Um, this will be, I mean, listen, I think for most sports books, this will probably be a big decision. It's not a big decision for us here in this game. Uh, obviously, you have just the people who love to bet the United States uh, out of patriotism, but um, uh, we certainly had some, some Netherlands money as well in this. But, uh, you know, it'll be a decent result, but I think for a lot of books, uh, this is going to be a, a very, very good result. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a double-edged sword, right? Because you want the action. You United States winning, you lose at the book, but you keep people interested in betting soccer throughout the World Cup, right, Thomas? Yeah, I, I mean, it's. It, I, I equate this really. It, it people get involved in the World Cup who never never bet soccer throughout the year. I mean, they're not betting Bundesliga or Syria, so it's you know they they just bet the World <laughs> Cup because it's the World Cup, and. Uh, it, so that drives the handle. It's, it's like people who come out to bet the Super Bowl. They don't bet the NFL during the regular season, but because it's the Super Bowl, they'll come out and bet it. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the great thing about the World Cup, you have so many, especially in this area, you have so many different uh, countries and nationalities represented that live in this area. Uh, a lot of immigrants and, uh, from different places. So they're going to come out and support their team no, yeah, no, no matter what. Yeah. How about Clemson, North Carolina, ACC championship game? Are you still sitting uh, seven and a half with Clemson laying it? Yeah, we are. That's where we opened it. Uh, the, the total has gone up in that from 61 and a half, currently sitting at 63 and a half. And uh, pretty evenly back game, though, here, uh, Patrick, between those two teams. They even take account, even money. So not much of a decision at that point. Obviously, it's a later game this evening. But right now, it's uh, pretty evenly bet. And where are we on Michigan-Purdue? What do you got cooking on that one? Michigan Purdue. Michigan is uh, 16 and a half point favorites currently. The uh, again, the total has moved up there from 15 and a half down to fi uh, up to 52 and a half. But again, we are taking some Purdue money, so uh, that's a that's a big number for Michigan to cover. It here. is. It is. So today you are a horned frog, Thomas. Yeah, we're going to need TCU again. Not uh, certainly a situation we found ourselves in before. Well, Jick Jick Jack Jack needs. Jick Jack needs the Horn Frogs as well, Michael. Remember, bad. he's he got a ton of liability. Jick Jack needs them bad. Yeah, he yeah. does. He's yeah. got a lot of liability. Okay. Jick Jack's going to be in there. He, Jick Jack, it's so bad for Jick Jack, he's not going to eat before the TCU game. Oh, you, you know, know it's bad then. He's fasting before that because he's, he's got agita. Yeah. He's so nervous about yeah. it. Thomas, you're the best. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks, TG. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And remember, right now, First Bet Express Bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app, slash horses. When you sign up for First Bet, you get 10 bucks instantly, plus a $200 deposit match bonus when you use the code HORSE200. For all the information, it's simple. Go to vcin.com slash horses. You know, here's what I'll say. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, vcin, the sports betting network, the Lombardi line. It, we have to get to a place as, as far as a country and soccer where getting out of the group isn't good enough. See, what will happen here, Michael Lombardi, as the Netherlands lead 3-1 to one in the 89th minute. So they're going to wrap it up here, and the United States is going to go home from Qatar. But what I'm telling you is essentially – getting out of that group has become the goal where we should be striving for more. I mean, this is, what are we, a country of over 350 million people? We should be striving for more when it comes to our athletic prowess, when it comes to the game of soccer. But I I think I get the sense that it's really starting to to grow. And I think this growth and the popularity that we're seeing, that's that, that generates that growth, you know? And I think it's got to start with youth, youth, younger players and teaching it on a youth level and and growing it. I do feel that. I do sense that America, uh, you know, even in the Philadelphia area where the the Philadelphia team, you know, they were in the finals of the whatever the soccer yep, league the is called. The, the yep. union were there, you know, and so you could sense it. It's coming. It's on the cusp. And I think it's going to continue to grow. And as it continues to grow, we're going to get better, better players into this thing that understand how to play the game and, 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 and know how to compete at the highest level. You just see the difference in class. They call it in soccer, they call it class and finishing. They, the Dutch, every time they've had an opportunity, it's gone in the back yeah. of the net. The United States have had opportunity. You said it. They were on their front foot. They just can't finish in the final third. That's been the issue for the United States. They can't score. Yeah, there's no doubt, and that, that's and I don't know anything about soccer, but I when you're in their end all the time and you can't come away with anything, it tends to get frustrating. So, you know, it's like when I watch a hockey game, is you know I don't understand it all the time, but I know that if the puck's near the goal, you got a better chance to score than it's in your game. You know, when you got to play defense, so which is important, but. You know, hopefully we'll continue to get better. I love the fact that we have so many people in the book this morning to want to watch it. That's a great thing. And I hope it continues, even though America's not in it. 
I th- I'd love the patriotism. It, just to give you, you'll like this. Van Gaal is the coach of the Dutch team and even more disrespectful to the United States. Part of the reason the United States has been in the final third of the Dutch team is because he strategically has done that. I've kind of figured this out as I've been watching. He's been letting the United States come to them and counterattacking because he doesn't believe the United States can finish. Does that make sense? So he's been bringing yeah, no, his defenders and his midfielders back. You know, I think to me that's what what chess is about, right? So chess is a game that that is predicated on understanding situations of prior games and applying it to the present game. And so that's a strategy. And so football's a strategy game too, even though we don't talk about it that way. But clearly soccer's a strategy too. How do you want to maneuver your men around and how do you want to play? Yep. That to me is what makes football such a great sport is the strategy. We never talk enough about it. How do we want to play the game? What is strategy? We think strategy is do we go for it on fourth down, do we don't? You know, Doug Peterson goes for it on fourth down, and he wins, and he beats he beats Baltimore last week, but nobody mentions he's 11 for 22 on fourth downs over the season, and he's cost his team a bunch of games because of it, right? That's decision-making. That's not strategy. Globally, they call football, soccer domestically, they call it the beautiful game because there's so much strategy and it is a chess match played on the pitch. And today the beautiful game belongs to the Dutch as the United States will get knocked out in the round of 16. Okay. Now championship week, we've got unfinished business last night. USC loses. That means Ohio state is in the PAC 12 is officially eliminated. Will Alabama get in? The question is, does TCU lose? If TCU loses, will a one loss big 12 team get usurped? By a two-loss Bama team, we've got Kansas State, TCU. I've got it all over the map. Kansas State, check this out, Michael. Kansas State at Circa is a point-and-a-half favorite. At the Westgate, TCU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You don't ever see that type of split. I mean, look, I'm looking at the board here today, you know, for the NFL tomorrow. The Chargers, the Raiders are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game here. And then when I look at our board, it's the Raiders are one, and it's even. It's a pick'em. I mean, yesterday in in Russo, it was a pick'em. So there's certain games that I think it's all being moved by certain people like this team. They like the other team, and it's moving. And I think this is certainly the case here for TCU as they get ready to play Kansas State. And look, here's what I will say: TCU soundly beat Texas in Texas. Yes. Alabama struggled to beat Texas in Texas early in the season, and Texas lost their starting quarterback. I don't know why that Texas win doesn't mean more to TCU than anything. Like, if you're going to jump TCU to losing to, T- to, to, to Kansas State today, if they do, that's unfair, and you're going to put Alabama in. When Alabama struggled, that, that, we know that Texas game could have gone the other way had the other quarterback stayed in it. So, to me, I think you got to be really careful here. And if this ends up with Ohio State and Alabama, along with Michigan and Georgia, then let's just put those four teams in every year and quit calling this dance. Call me square. Screw it. They've been doubted all year. The betters have been waiting for the shoe to drop on TCU. They make adjustments. Remember, at the half, they were down 28-17 to Kansas State early in the year at Fort Worth, and then they scored 21 unanswered in the second half. They made adjustments to the new quarterback and Will Howard. I think TCU wins today. Call me square. I do, too. I'm going to go with TCU today, and I think this, too. I think that they're resilient. I mean, the Baylor game, they could have easily lost that Baylor game. Absolutely. You know, and they fought hard in Baylor. They beat Baylor and Baylor. You say, well, Baylor's a 6-6 six and six team. Well, I mean, it's hard to play Baylor in there. It's not an easy game. That was Baylor's season. There are certain games, and this is why, to me, the Houston-Cleveland game, there are certain games that go outside the handicap that when you go back and look at the schedule and you say, well, that was an easy game, no, it really wasn't. You know, like Cleveland's going to walk into Houston tomorrow, and there's going to be every fan is going to be – they're going to forget the record, and they're going to root for their team because they want to show up to Sean Watson, right? So there's that energy within the building. It was the same thing with Baylor when, when, when TCU came in there. Forget the season. we got to beat this team. Those are significant wins, and those are wins that really resonate with you, and they carry you forward. And I, and I don't think you get enough credit for that. I think there's too much, well, they're not a good team. You should beat them. It, when you say that, you've never been in that situation. You've never been in a stadium that's hard to play. And I don't and this is what December football is all about, right? Like Atlanta Pittsburgh, right? There'll be a zillion Steeler fans in Atlanta tomorrow, right? 
Atlanta will play hard. They'll play as well as they can play because that their, their home team, they will, they'll listen to that crowd. There, there'll be energy in the stadium. You know, that's what makes a difference. That's what makes it hard to play. Humans was on Purdue. Purdue's catching 17. I've seen the number dip to 16 and a half. One thing as we look forward to the college football playoff, J.J. McCarthy connecting on those deep throws against Ohio State bodes well for Michigan, not just running the football, Michael. I'll give you 17 with Michigan laying it. I'm going to take Michigan. I just think Michigan's a tougher team. I think it'll take time to cover this number, but I think Michigan is never going to be satisfied. I think they understand who they are, and I think McCarthy is really a good thrower. I think he's a complete player, and I, I think he can make all the throws, and I think he gives them a better offensive structure than they had last year. I know they miss Blake Corum. I know that. They're going to miss him tremendously. But I just like Michigan's team. I like their toughness. I like their demeanor. I think it'll be a close game early. Like, Rutgers was 17-14. Rutgers was leading at the half, and they went on and took the game over. Like, the one thing about Michigan, they're not going to blink. They are not going to blink. It's officially over in Qatar. The Dutch Netherlands beats the U.S. three to one, so the U.S. knocked out around a sixteen. Next one up, we heard Jick Jack earlier say he's got LSU winning outright. You can also take I, the points. You're getting seventeen I'll, and a half with Georgia. I'll take LSU with the points. I don't know if I'm ready to go outright. I think Georgia. I don't think Georgia's going to lay down. I think Georgia is is competing for something bigger than that. I think they want to play well. They want to dominate. And I know they're going to be the number one seed regardless of what happens, but I think they'll play better today. I think that Jaden Daniels has got to have his best game offensively. Kenny, you know, I don't know. But Georgia is, the way they play, they're tough. The way they run two back, the way they run their offense, I think they're a tough matchup for LSU. I'll take the LSU in the points because I do think LSU with Brian Kelly will play the game smart and he'll manage the game because he's a good CEO of football. But I just think Georgia I'm not going to go on the limb like Jick Jack God bless him you know I mean and if he wins this one Jick Jack ought to have the best steak ever I'm going to send him a couple tomahawks I appreciate the opinion from Jick Jack no doubt Georgia minus 140 to win the title this year as they enter the SEC championship game there in Atlanta Okay, Michael, that's it. Thanks for the laughs today. You, I, I swear to you, you, you had me crack it up for the whole two hours. And we didn't even talk thing. about the 76ers' performance against the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> last night. Their MVP, they didn't win. How shocking is that? You know, Eskin, Howard Eskin from WIPs here at every Saturday, I love to walk by him, and he and I have about a five-minute dissertation on why we hate the Sixers. It's so See, good. See, now, now my friends will be mad because the show's ending, and I didn't ask you about the 76ers. Thanks for nothing. I'll see you tomorrow we'll morning. We've tomorrow. got a big Thanks, Week Patrick. 13 Thanks, NFL Stephen show. Bond. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. JVT and Danny Burke, Live Bet Saturday, next, right here. It's VSIN, V Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.